Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Now, I mentioned that here we are in the, in the year 2018 and this, the cross to be our central focus, but let's not just run away from 2017 and say, well, that year's over. I'm, so, I'm glad to be finished. No, no, we shouldn't do that. If you haven't done it already, what's a really good thing to do, and I encourage you even to do that when you go home today, take a piece of paper as I have and just write down, think about the last year, and just write down all the blessings, all the special answers to prayer that God gave in 2018. That's so important to do, because we don't want to be like the nine lepers that were cleansed and just walked away and said, well, I'm glad to be done with that. Because the Lord said, where are the nine? There was only the one that gave thanks to him. And when we do that, then we'll do what the hymn says when it says, when upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you're discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, blessings, name them one by one. It will surprise you what the Lord has done. So I encourage you to do that. The hardest years for Scanabodies for us as a company, Scanabodies Lab, was when our family lived way down that dirt road on Willow Road. Some of you remember those days. We had an extended family of 300 goats that joined our family, literally butting up to our house. We had 45 employees, 24 hours a day, torrential rains, unheard of rains in 1978, 1979, washing washing an interesting mixture of water (laughs) mixed through the goat pens, the manure, right into our house. Those were hard days. Those were really hard days. And what we used to do was that we had a book, and every Friday we would get that book out and we would rehearse back over the week, the last week, and we would write down how good God had been to us during that past week. And I can tell you, that was a, good, a source of great encouragement to us, for us. Really, the Thanksgiving, really the, the holiday, our national holiday of Thanksgiving, which is so unusual that a country should have a day like that, a day of Thanksgiving, that was celebrated by the pilgrims when they had lost over half of their people. And, and yet in that time, they said, we're going to sit down and give thanks to God. So in 2017, we not only look at God's blessings for, uh, that he's done for us in 2017, but sadly, we also see our failures. In 2017, we see our failures and our sins. And just think of the condition of the Jewish people when Isaiah, when Isaiah chapter 43, 43 was written. 
Because when the Jewish people looked at themselves, they were slaves in Babylon. Slaves in Babylon. They looked at themselves as slaves in Babylon. It was so discouraging. It was so depressing for the Jewish people in Babylon because they weren't just slaves. They were slaves again. I mean, how sad it was for the Jewish people to realize, we've been here before. We've been slaves in Egypt and God had liberated us, and God had preserved us, and God, with his mighty hand, opened up a, a, a sea, the Red Sea, and now they found themselves slaves again in Babylon. And in their depression as slaves in Babylon, this psalm, which really captures the spirit of their discouragement, of their depression, is Psalm 137. Psalm 137, verse 1. 137, verse 1, Psalm 137, it says this, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. They that wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the the Lord's song in a strange land? See, they sat down. They thought about it. And as in their depression, they said, what happened? What happened to us that we should be slaves again in Babylon? How did we end up in this situation? And as they realized and looked back, they saw it was our fault It was our own backsliding from God. It was our own rebellion against God. And in their depression as prisoners in Babylon, they realized we've been judged by God. God has judged us. And as we look back over the past year of 2017, we can also see our own personal times of backsliding from God our own personal times when we rebelled against God. And in 2018, we will sin also. We don't want to, but we have this nature. That We have this nature. And so that's why it's so important for us to return to the cross. Why? Because it's at the cross where we find forgiveness, where we find cleansing. And we will return to the cross in 2018. And we will understand again that the Savior died on the cross for our personal sins, and we will kneel again at the cross, and we will confess again our sins, and we will say in front of the cross, Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. So right during this tragedy of the Jewish people, as they thought about their backsliding, their rebellion, and that there came this wonderful verse in 20, verse 25, Isaiah 43, 25, Isaiah 43, 25, wonderful verse, like music, wonderful music to the ears where God says, I, even I, am he that bloodeth out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. You know, God, when he says that, he comes out and he says, I, even I, and for my own sake. You know what he's saying there? He's saying, it's not because of you that I'm doing this, it's because of me, because it's part of my nature, because my nature, the nature of God is simply to care. The nature of God is to care, and that's what's revealed to us in this wonderful nature of who God is. The nature of God is to care about Israel's restoration as he did then. 
The nature of God is to care about our own personal walk with him. So, so this morning, before we take this bread, before we take this cup, in our first communion of 2018, it's a time to examine ourselves and to see if there's any unconfessed sin. And when we see those sins, verse 25 is going to be, will is the music for our ears. And it's gonna be for all of 2018. I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember thy sin. Because again and again, in 2018, we're gonna look at the cross and we're gonna see in the cross the nature of God. The nature of God is to care. The nature of God is to, is to care so much for us that he, that he came and died on the cross for our sins. You know that word cared? You could take the, word, the words cared for and substitute them in the most famous verse in the Bible in John 3.16 for the word loved. And it would come out like this in John 3.16. For God so cared for the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So in 2018, we're gonna be faced with these times when we're gonna ask ourselves, does God care? Does he care? Like then when they were on that boat and they came to him, the disciples, when they were were in the torrential storm and they said, carest thou not that we perish? Carest thou not? Like the hymn says, does Jesus care when I've tried and failed to resist some temptation strong? When for my deep grief there's no relief, though my tears flow all night long, when the days are weary, the long night dreary? And we're gonna answer that question in 2018 as we look at the cross with a resounding, oh yes, he cares. I know he cares. He cares. His heart is touched with my grief. Because from the cross, we're gonna see our Savior cares. So in 2018, as we look at the cross and in the, and, 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 and in the Lord Jesus, we're going to see in the cross the same care that a mother has for her nursing child. And that's what God said in Isaiah 49.15. Isaiah 49.15, God said, Can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Imagine that. That God, and, and it's, a, it's a meditation for us for this coming year, that because of the cross, we're gonna understand why God has permanently graven the names of his own on the palms of his hand. And in 2018, we're gonna feel discouraged, maybe not quite as discouraged as the Jewish people were when they were slaves again in Babylon, but the discouragement's gonna come. And when we're tempted to give up in 2018, we'll look at the cross and we'll understand that God will do for what he says in verse 19, Isaiah 43, 19. Isaiah 43, 19. Behold, I will do a new thing now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I'll even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. 
Because, because God is going to do a new things for us in 2018. We're going to stand back and we're going to say, like that verse 19 starts off, behold. That word behold comes as like a total surprise, totally unexpected. How wonderful, like ways in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And that's what God wants to do for us in 2018. He wants to do new things for us, but it all starts in 2018 as we dwell on the cross. All the blessings and the mercies of God flow from the cross. The cross speaks to us in, in Isaiah 43:19 of Isaiah 43:19 of God saying, "Behold, I will do a new thing." In, in verse 19 means that in, in 2018, because of the cross, the best is yet to come. What this means in verse 19 is that for us in, the, in this year, is because of the cross, life is really worth living. Life is worth living. It means that if verse 19 is speaking to us for this year of a great hope, a great hope. It means that for the Christian, verse 19 means life is never boring. Life is never boring for the Christian. But this is only true in 2018 when we stay near the cross. All this is not true in 2018 if we don't stay near the cross in a life with God. A person in 2018 will never see the new thing done by God if he has a life without God. And Solomon wrote a whole book to show us the failure, the disasting failure of having a life without God. Solomon had this horrible period in his life of, his, of, the, of the period of life without God in which he turned from facing God to facing inward in a quest for self-realization without God. And he turned to all the riches and he dove 100% into all the pleasures he can enjoy with sex with a thousand women, all without God. And he wrote a book during that time in his life. And it's a very depressing book. The book of Ecclesiastes is very depressing because in that book he's describing life without God. And he starts off in, verse, in Ecclesiastes 1.16, Ecclesiastes 1.16, when he says, I communed with my own heart, saying, Lo, I am come to great estate and have gotten more wisdom than all they that have been before me in Jerusalem. And my heart had great experience of wisdom and knowledge, and I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceive that all this is vexation of spirit, for in much wisdom is grief, and he that increaseth knowledge increases sorrow. Solomon was brought down by women, and when Nehemiah was building the wall, and the men had strayed in the same way by, oh, and they're going after this woman and that woman in a life without God, Nehemiah said to them in Nehemiah 13.26, Nehemiah 13.26, did not Solomon, king of Israel, sin by these things? Yet among many nations was there no king like him who was beloved of his God, and God made him king over all Israel. Nevertheless, even him did outlandish women cause to sin. So here he is in the middle of his life without God, and he's commented on whether he found anything new in life. 
Did he have an Isaiah 43, 19 experience? Behold, I will do a new thing in his life without God. And he wrote in Ecclesiastes 1, 9, Ecclesiastes 1, 9, 1, 9, the thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there's no new thing under the sun. That's not true of the Christian who's living close to God and near the cross. Because for that person, God says in Isaiah 43, 19, Behold, I will do a new thing. But during his life without God, Solomon saw nothing new, and that was depressing And he called that depression a vexation of spirit, a vexation of spirit. And a person who lives without God will see nothing new in 2018, and it'll lead down that tunnel of depression that Solomon called vexation of spirit. You know, this week, this this last week, my, my friend told me his daughter was married to an Israeli that owns a cybersecurity company worth $5 billion dollars but they're lost, and, they're life, and, they, and they have a life without God. Life is boring without God. I would rather have God than $5 billion. I'd rather have God than to win the lottery last week with $400 million. That's why it's so important in 2018 to have a life with God where the central focus is the cross. A life with a close walk with God starts with a strong start every morning of every day, in a quiet time near the cross, near the cross. And it ends every night with a quiet time at the cross. That's a life with a sanctified sandwich of the morning at the cross and the evening at the cross where that's a life that wins, where new things will be seen. And in 2018, God wants us to look at the cross and understand who God is. We need the cross to understand who God is. Looking at the cross, we understand how the great almighty king, the king of the universe, the creator, cared so much about us to be our redeemer that he says in verse one, notice the progression here. Thus saith the Lord God that number one, created thee, O Jacob, and number two, he that formed thee, O Israel. Fear not, number three, I have redeemed thee, for I have called thee by name, number four, thou art mine. See, he says that, and he goes on in the next chapter, Isaiah 44, 24. Isaiah 44, 24. Thus saith the Lord, thy redeemer, he that formed thee from the womb. I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, who spreadeth abroad the earth by myself. Chapter 43. Isaiah 43.3, Isaiah 43.3. I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia, Seba, for thee. And in 2018, there's gonna be times when we're gonna, again, look at ourselves, we're gonna see sin, and then we're gonna look at the cross, and this is when this word your, in verse 15, becomes so vitally important to us. It's what God said in Isaiah 43, 15. Isaiah 43, 15. I am the Lord, your holy one, your holy one, the creator of Israel, your king. We know that God is holy, holy, holy. And when we read that in Isaiah 6 and in Revelation, that God is holy, 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 inwardly we're saying to ourselves, yes, but I am unholy, unholy, unholy. 
And then we look at the cross, we understand that God is saying to us, yes, but at the cross, it's gonna be my holiness as your holy one, my holiness for your unholiness. And then we're gonna understand why he said in verse 15, why he said in verse 15, your holy one. Because it's at the cross when we understand that at the cross, the purpose of the blood, the purpose of the blood was to cover us, to cover our sins, to cover our unholiness with his holiness. And at the cross, we see that God became our holy one when he, through his blood, covered us with his righteousness so that his righteousness became our righteousness. In Jeremiah 33.16, Jeremiah 33.16, in those days shall Judah be saved and Jerusalem shall dwell safely, and this is the name wherewith she shall be called the Lord our righteousness, our righteousness. 2018 is going to be a great year for us if we stay close to the cross. And that's why it's so important in this first Sunday of 2018 to take the elements, take the bread, take the cup as the reminders of the cross, as a statement that says 2018 is going to be a year when we're going to stay close to the cross, close to the cross. We'll be close to the cross. We'll be protected from hearing the world's foolish propaganda about evolution. Because at the cross, we're going to see that creation was just the first. It was the first in a series of acts. First, there where he says in verse 1, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by the name, thou art mine. His first act, thus saith the Lord that created thee. He created us. He made us out of nothing. Barar, bara, as the Hebrew is, made from nothing, made from nothing. But his second act was he formed us, yatsar. He took his hands like a potter and he formed us for a purpose. And then God's thirdest greatest act in verse one, I have redeemed thee. I have redeemed thee. That's what he did at the cross. That's what he did at the cross for us. On the cross, we were redeemed by the almighty God. Isaiah 44, 24, 44, 24. Thus saith the Lord, thy redeemer, he that formed thee from the womb, the Lord that maketh all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone and spreadeth abroad the earth by himself. So the cross was over 2,000 years ago. It happened over 2,000 years ago, but it's relevant for us today because God makes it relevant for us, and the cross for us in 2018 is our hope. The cross for us in 2018 is our understanding of who God is and what his nature is. It's to care. The cross for us in 2018 is the answer to the dilemma of our sins and our backslidings from God. The cross for us in 2018 is a solution to the, to the unfixable problem of our unholiness and the cross, as the song says, the cross for 2018 will never lose its power. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the cross. Help us now, Lord, as we take this bread and this cup to engage our hearts to focus on the cross as a statement as this will be where we will stay for this year of 2018. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California, Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org, Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for the Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. The Creation and Earth History Museum is excited to present our Israel Live summer trips in June, July, and August. Experience a trip to the Holy Land where you'll walk in the footsteps of Jesus and His Apostles, visit some of the most important sites to human history, and seek to make friendships with Jewish people that'll last a lifetime and into eternity. We hope you'll join us in reaching the nation of Israel, one friendship at a time. For more info, visit us at israelalive.org. That's israelalive.org.